Hello, and welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending July 29th. I'm your host, Emily Zhao, and I'm joined today by one of our investment strategists, Alex Kuzli. Alex, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm good, Emily. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for asking. Well, Alex, it has been a really busy week for markets this week, and there is a lot to discuss. But uh, perhaps we can start with getting your views on the most recent Fed meeting, particularly in light of the second quarter GDP numbers that just came out. Sure. So the Fed met this week and they raised rates by 75 basis points, which was largely in line with what uh, the market had anticipated. A couple of weeks ago, the market was pricing or the risk of 100 basis points, and the Fed had kind of pushed the market back towards 75, and they delivered on that. And now they're basically at their estimate of neutral interest rates. So the, 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 the range of the Fed funds rate is 225 to 250. They think 250 is about neutral. So we're pretty much there right now uh, in terms of where we are in neutral. Uh, we think there probably is still more rate rises to come, though. You know, the inflation is still well above what the Fed would like to see. And they've noted that they would like to see it lower and they're willing to act further. So there's probably more rate rises to come, in, in our opinion. The GDP print that was released uh, overnight in, in Sydney was, was really interesting. Uh, there's a lot of chatter about you know, the fact that the US is now in a technical recession because there's been a second negative uh, GDP print. Q1 was negative, Q2 has also been negative. We don't think that it actually will be considered a recession by the National Bureau of Economic Research, which is the group that define when recessions are, because they take into account a much bigger range of indicators than just GDP. One of the big ones is, is payrolls, and you know we've talked before in, in recent podcasts uh, and uh, videos about how strong payrolls have been. So we don't think this is actually a recession by their standards. Uh, and even if you look at what happened through Q2, so the big driver of that negative print was inventories. So companies ran down their inventories, which is a drag on GDP growth. And the other part that we saw is that we're starting to see weakness in those rate sensitive parts of the economy. So there was investment, softer investment, softer residential investment. Those are the things that you should expect to see uh, weaker signs from. Uh, as interest rates start to rise, but the consumer looked reasonable. It was it was a decent print, all things considered, for the consumer. And what we really saw is this: you know, we've been waiting uh, and expecting this shift from goods consumption to services consumption, and that really came through quite strongly in the Q2 print. We saw a pretty strong services print, um, services consumption, and a very soft goods consumption. So, on the aggregate, it looked alright, all things considered. Well, since you bring up inflation, uh, perhaps we could get an update on the latest in gas prices. And, you know, related to that, I'd be interested in hearing your views more generally on the impact of Russian supply disruptions overall. Yeah, so we saw another uh, jump up in gas prices through the week, natural gas prices. Uh, you know, just to put this in context, it's a really big issue for Europe. A lot of their gas comes from Russia. Uh, and what we had last week is... The big gas provider, so Gazprom in Russia, has a, Nord, a pipeline called Nord Stream 1, uh, and that went into maintenance and it ended maintenance last week. Uh, and the real question was around whether those flows would come back quickly or if there was some sort of you know, political incentive from Russia to hold off on, on letting that gas flow back. It came back and then it's turned out that this week we've heard that rather than running at kind of 40% flows, there's talk right now that there's 20% flows because there's a need for another turbine. Whether that's actually the, the, the real issue is up for debate, but it is going to have an impact on particularly Germany is the big, the most impacted. Uh, German gas supplies uh, are very heavily influenced by what is coming through from Russia. They're trying to diversify away from that, and that will be a longer term thematic. But in the near term, this really does put pressure on the German economy and the European economy writ large on you know how well they can, you know, 
continue economic production. There's already talk about rationing. They have a next level of, of rationing and uh, emergency response they could they could use. They haven't reached that point yet, but yeah, the, the impact this is having on the, the European economy is, is quite severe right now. Right, thank you. And uh, I'm gonna jump topics here a little bit, but um, the Chinese Politburo uh, just wrapped up a meeting uh, to discuss the economy. Are there any takeaways that you would highlight from this meeting? There are a couple. So China is still kind of going through a few challenges. So the two real ones right now are COVID zero, their COVID zero policy. Uh, as a reminder, you know, they have quite low vaccination rates amongst the elderly, which makes it hard to fully reopen. Uh, and then the second one is around the property market. And uh, there's been a lot of headlines running around about you know mortgage boycotts, people refusing to pay mortgages on, comp- on the construction that hasn't continued or has been paused. Uh, the Politburo meeting, there was a couple of headlines or, or a couple of key takeaways. I think the first is that they aren't ready to yet do the big bazooka of stimulus. They're looking at you know, fine tuning and adding to stimulus in different parts. So there's a lot of focus on infrastructure right now. Uh, and there's also, uh, I guess, further easing of their tech regulation. So over the last 18 months, they've been pretty strict on tech regulation, particularly the big names like Alibaba, Tencent. Those big names have kind of been really hit hard by by strict regulation. It seems like we're getting towards the end of that and the Chinese government are looking at easing those regulation um, strains. The last bit, though, this wasn't the Politburo, but uh, the People's Bank of China are currently looking at a funding mechanism for some of the developers to finish some of those development projects uh, because some of them have just run out of money and they don't have the the funds to finish the projects. And so the People's Bank of China have have basically looked at providing, it's about $30 billion US dollars to state banks who will then leverage that up, hopefully what their hope is by five times. So you're looking at about $180 billion US. Uh, And the base of the plan is to give that to developers to finish those projects, or alternatively to provide to uh, state-owned property developers to attain those projects and complete them. So that was kind of, that wasn't out of the Politburo, but that was another initiative that has been announced um, that we're just trying to alleviate some of the pressures in that property sector and get some of those property completions get them towards completion, uh, given the stresses that are being seen right now. So that was an encouraging development. Uh, it's probably not yet fully enough to get all the way through, um, but you know, it is an encouraging development. It'll definitely be interesting to see how that all plays out. That is all the time, unfortunately, that we have this week. But Alex, thank you so much for joining us today. And to our audience, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.